We're back. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, Wesley, our generation is one. We are poised to have a great impact for the gospel and for the kingdom of God on this planet in this time. We were all placed here for a reason for this time. And, uh, and we're talking to two guys today uh, here in studio who are taking advantage of not just the time they were born in, uh, with the access that we have across the world and, and these different times of things, but they're also taking advantage of the opportunity to minister to people in the Middle East. It's Josh and Tommy Doyle. You'll remember them from a couple of episodes ago where we talked about Uncharted. Uh, so you guys, first off, thank you for coming back. Thank you. It's our pleasure. Yeah, and you think about the Great Commission. It's our responsibility as Christians. It's our duty. It's also, it's also a um, a joy of ours to be able to go and share the gospel and to to those people who are unreached. We've got them here in America, but also so here in America, we also forget a lot about those who are unreached in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what y'all's primary ministry from E3 Partners is about, is reaching the uncharted group or going where it's uncharted, where the gospel has been uncharted. Uh, and so very briefly, we talked about you, your ministry uncharted uh, in a previous uh, podcast, a previous radio program. Uh, but very quickly, let's let's tell people again what it is that you do and also where they can find more information. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, we uh, we combine uh, adventure with missions. We want millennials to go out and reach the unreached and engage the unreached, unengaged people groups. And uh, you can find a little bit out a little bit more at um, e3partners.org slash uncharted. Now, now, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to both of you guys is because you are millennials in action. You've, you've uh, been so impacted by the gospel that you say, we can't just stay at home. We have to go and do something. And so well, the result of that was uncharted. So uh, let me ask you this. Do you, now, you guys also uh, really want to bring in millennials, people from our generation, to go with you on these trips. Uh, what's kind of the feedback you've gotten from, from our generation, Tommy? Wow. Well, we have uh, seen that once our uh, trip participants come back, they are inspired to actually continue the mission in their either local community or even branch out to uh, bigger cities around them to, to continue reaching people with the gospel. So that's that's been very reaffirming that um, our, our strategy is working. That's great. Well, what kind of people do y'all have that go on these trips? Because uh, one thing we like to do on our program is make sure we have a good balance of both female and male voices mm-hmm. and also uh, um, uh, our parents' generation and our generation. So, what kind of what's the what's the goal of of the age and stuff for the trip? Yeah, we go for um, you know college, post college, um, early thirties. You know, that's kind of our our bracket there. Some high schoolers. Um, but what we what we found with these people is they are bold. Mm-hmm. They are bold to share their faith, and it's so fun to watch. It's awesome. we, we've seen. Um, the youngest participant we've had is 14, and the oldest we've had is 79. <laughs> wow. So, quite the range. Yeah. But um, it's primarily mid to uh, late 20s and early 30s. Uh, but like I said, it's anywhere in between and all over the scale, too. So, <laughs> so in other words, if there's a listener out there that wants to go on the trip and they're they're not really in their 30s, uh, you guys aren't going to say, sorry, you're you're too old. You got too much gray hair. You're not going to be able to go with us. You're like, 
No, come on. Of yeah. Course. yeah, exactly. Come on. Okay. Come on. We want And them. if they want to come, tell them, tell them the website one more time where they can find out information and sign up. That is e3partners.org slash uncharted. Now, I want to hit something really, really important with you guys. And that, is, you know, one of the things that we talk about on Engage all the time is we talk about sharing truth and applying scripture. Uh, and we also say, here's the power of the gospel. It's the, it's the power to change lives. It's the power to change the world. And you guys have seen that. Uh, so Josh, tell me, you were telling me about Assyrian refugees and just kind of their response to seeing you guys and also to hearing the gospel that you presented. Tell us some of the stories that you have from there. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fascinating. The Syrian refugees, uh, are desperate and they're looking for something. And so I believe the time to act is now, um, to share the gospel with these people because they are open, they're desperate, they're looking for joy, looking for peace. And the stories that we hear are just um, gut-wrenching. You know, they escape the hands of ISIS or tortured by ISIS. And, and, and we go into their homes and we get to listen to these stories. And we tell people, hey, we're here to listen, you know. We're here to listen to them first, listen to the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and then we'll share the gospel when it's appropriate. We don't want to go in and cram the gospel down someone's throat, but we want to hear because these people have stories that, are uh, just unreal. And uh, uh, I think the a story that sticks out to me was when we were in Turkey, we were along the Syrian border, and uh, we went up to a lady, and she had a baby, uh, probably a month or so old, and um, they were living in a refugee uh, community just right on the border between Syria and Turkey. And she said, I, you know, my friend held the baby for maybe a minute. She said, will you take him home with you? Mm-hmm. It was so tough, so tough. You know, um, one of the questions that I think for our audience, we really want to shape uh, the audience that we are focusing on. We really want to shape them to be really engaged in the gospel, but also, uh, but with winsomeness and humility. And so, what would you tell uh, our audience right now that's listening? How would you respond to them and give them a very tangible, practical way to be involved in the persecuted church overseas? Because the reality is. With all the Christians in America right now, specifically the millennial Christians that we're focusing on today, they're not, every one of them are not called to the, to the Gaza Strip right now. They're not all called right there, but they're all called in different areas of the aspect. And we can live out the Great Commission right here where we are, but we need to be concerned about the Christians that are being persecuted in the Gaza Strip and the Middle East, which is where God's called you to be. How can I, myself, Wesley and TJ and and our listening audience, how can we help out in this area? What can we do? It's a good question. I think prayer is extremely important. Mm -hmm. And um, for the people that go, I think that that we're there to encourage, to pray, and to to, uh, just let them know that we're here to help, you know, whatever way we can do to serve you. Um, For people that are going out, millennials, we say, you know, some of us, you know, have the audacity to think, oh, we're going to go share the gospel. We're going to, you know, we're going to really win some lives over. But what happens is these people teach us so much, mm, teach them so yeah. much that um, oftentimes everyone that goes, they're the ones changed and they think <laughs> they're going to make a difference. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. We kind of see uh, them come over. Oh, I I'll help with these nationals, and I'll, I'll teach them the new American way on yeah, yeah. <laughs> church planning movement, and uh, yeah. they'll be blessed with my knowledge. But uh, 
you'll be awestruck just just to learn from them. Well, you know that you, that what you're saying happened to me. Did y'all know that. And when I I went on a mission trip to uh, Tegucigalpa, Honduras, and while I was there, it was my first trip out of the country, and and specifically for a mission trip. And while I was there, I witnessed brothers and sisters in Christ who were, as Paul says in Philippians, they were they had seen well, they hadn't experienced a lot, but they had experienced a little, and they were content in both circumstances with what they had and their relationship with Christ. And some of the things that I, some of the places I saw that they slept, some of the things I saw that they ate, and yet they would show up for church on Sunday and worship. It really brought a new perspective in my Christianity on what it really meant to be content in Jesus Christ alone being my contentment. It really made a difference in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I've experienced that too. I would say that's, that's yeah, I mean, that that's tough, especially over there. People think, you know, uh, they, they don't really realize that these people, these Christians that are persecuted are putting their life on the line every day. Every single day they're putting their life on the line. And, and I don't think that that, that we see that, but when you go and experience it, these people that come over, their lives will be transformed because I think here in the new members class, you know, if, if we said, uh, you know, if you're willing to die for your faith, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that we would have a huge sign up of Christians, but over there, they accept Jesus into their heart. They're willing to die for him that day. They know what they're signing up for. When they raise their hand, they know what they're. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I want to say, I want to share a quote from EngageMagazine.net. We have uh, regular contributors on EngageMagazine.net. And by the way, you're listening to American, you're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. And we have a quote by Ashley Gillespie. She's a, a regular contributor, and she's a staff member of American Family Association. And she said, When we exceed the walls of our country, we expand our view and understand how deep and vast the body of Christ really is. Have y'all experienced that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, you know, I uh, what comes to mind is when, when we go over there with the team, it's very humbling to— um, to spend a whole week out there ministering, going door to door, home visits, and then um, when it's time for us to go home to comfy America, uh, we've had uh, the nationals say, "Well, th- so this is how we do it here. How do you how do you guys do that back home? How do you guys go door to door and get into homes to to share the gospel?" And almost every time, the people's looks on their faces on our team are just like, "Wow, we need to do this back home." Mm. And which leads me to another really important question, because although we are one body uh, in the body of Christ, there's a lot of differences. And I think that part of the difference um, is, is to me, it seems like when your faith is going to cost you something, it, it becomes a treasure to you. And I think that I know for me personally, sometimes I can take my faith for granted uh, and I know that there's several in my church who feel the same way, and we don't want to do that. We don't want to be guilty of that. So with in your guys' experiences, how do we take the gospel and not take it for granted, but to take it uh, you know, and, and to see it as the, the pearl of great price that it truly is? That's a good question. I think that uh, these people group that, that, that's on our hearts are typically unreached, unengaged, but they're unreached and unengaged for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so they're oftentimes really hard to break into. We're looking for that person of peace to bring us into that community. And so sometimes when we have teams go, we say, hey, this may be a mission where we're praying to get in. This may, or it may be a mission where we're seeing some fruit, but I believe that Jesus is reaching them 
through dreams, through visions, and he doesn't need us. He yeah. does not need any of us. That's uh, very clear in Acts 17. That's right. He's not served by human hands, nor does he need anything. That's right. Yeah. But we're blessed that he chooses to he use us. He so Absolutely. chooses to use us. Amen. Hallelujah for that. That's yeah. Right. So it, we believe that it's so important to get into these places um, so that one day we can stand, you know, before the throne. All Every tribe, every tongue, every nation will be there. And so we pray that that uh, we go for some of these unreached, unengaged people groups, but they are tough to reach. But it is so important. We found that some of them, especially after this war, or I'm sorry, this ongoing war, are so desperate, so open and I believe the time to act is now. So tell our listeners, if you could say one way to engage with the gospel, either here in America or abroad, but but just something that you've learned, but one way that would just deepen their faith, what, what would you suggest they do? Um, we, we find that stories really connect well, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a story-based culture, which is the Arab world. Um, I would say that storying from the Bible is huge. You know, even if it's a random conversation uh, here in, in, in the U.S., you could, you could have, strike up a conversation from the Word of God, right? You don't mm-hmm. have to pull out a Bible. I may freak them out, but you can, <laughs> you can share a story from the Bible and say, uh, you know, just kind of just start talking to them. So I, I think that's huge. Well, I got a question for uh, Tommy over here. So uh, to kind of lighten the mood here, <laughs> what is a person of peace? I, 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 it was my third mission trip and when I first understood that um that word we uh we have a pastor here on staff uh, pastor Bert Harper and his son is a missionary in Atlanta Georgia with the refugees that come in there's the majority of the Christian or sorry the majority of the refugees that come into America land in uh, Atlanta Georgia just right outside right, Charleston Charleston right outside in Charleston and he's able to minister and witness to them right when they, he provides them shelter and all that so I've been over there and I've experienced that and that's where I learned the person of peace share with our audience yeah so right off the bat I'd, I'd have to say that a person of peace does not have to be a believer right um, there's somebody that that wants to make an impact in their local community um, and and they're charismatic enough to be able to reach these people and um, yeah they uh, they can be anywhere here in the here in the US over there in Jordan with the Syrian refugees but uh, they will stand out and they'll be willing to listen to the gospel, maybe not become a believer right away. But um, there's a there's a, a quote out there that says, and I've got to, guys, forgive me, I've got to remember who said it. I don't remember who said it, but uh, no one cares what you know until they know what you care. And these people of peace, they have it. They've it have um have understood and they've built that bridge between them and you. There a bridge between you and the other people that aren't listening to you. Is that correct? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. That's great. Well, Josh and Tommy Doyle, thank you guys so much for being here on Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. We appreciate your time. One more really quickly. Tell people how they can connect with you one more time. Yes, that is e3partners.org slash uncharted. e3partners.org slash uncharted. Check them out. They're definitely worth it. And if you want a trip to Israel, check them out. Thanks for listening, and if you have an idea for a show, let us know at engagefaq at afa.net.